When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Don't miss Berwick BMW's end-of-year sale event. It's on this Friday to Sunday. Robot Building Supplies, Robots Got It and Deliver. RobotBuildingSupplies.com.au The Run Home with Andy and Gazy. Uh, Magnificent to have your company on this Monday afternoon here in Melbourne town. Great to have you with us wherever you might be listening, whether it be... On the uh, through the wireless eleven sixteen SEN, yep. whether it be through the SEN app or whether yeah. it be sort of some uh, co- uh, sort of mid range concoction of both, the good old fashioned transistor. Well, that could be the case. You yes. might be listening to us on the www somewhere mm-hmm. uh, in the world, and it's a joy to have you with us. Mm. Thanks to Julio for another magnificent three hours. Brilliant. Next time, join the A team. Hey, Julio. Is that the future, it? this kid. He's going all right. As no, has A Rod. Whose promo uh, mm. on Friday for us was uh, truly outstanding. Well, so, what on you, Rod? Might be just getting a little ahead of himself because well, uh, there, uh, Rod? he was able to uh, pick up a, a nice little date from that. I think when people hear him on the uh, on the wireless, that they say, "Hey, he's someone I need to learn a little bit more about." We have received a little bit of an executive rebuke for uh, perhaps mm. not fulfilling all of our. Responsibilities, so uh, which which we were duly mm. noted and and yes. rightfully received. Will not happen again. Uh, how are you? You going well? I'm going really well. A, a interesting weekend. No basketball, so it was a relatively free weekend because yeah, normally I'm doing the commentary. Yeah. But yeah. with the uh, fever window, good to know is we gave uh, Kazakhstan a good old fashioned touch up. Disappointing for the Kazakhstani fans out there, but that wouldn't have been unexpected. I wouldn't imagine. Uh, Forty odd, fifty point win. Nice. Good Very nice. Net, good and, for our net run rate. And uh, by the way, that secures our position in the World Cup. Lovely. So we were due to play a game tomorrow cool. against Iran, which we spoke about so last week. But breathe, that, breathe, Australian sports fans. Good. Yep. Forfeited that one. Hey, here's the thing, Andy. Yeah, can you, Anthony Dowsley is about to join us. Oh, the very, shut no, up. no, no, go and give no, us the no, here's I the can't, thing. It, it, is it going to be a long run? Here's the thing, or just a teaser? I, I know it's going to evoke some passion from you, so I'll just. Um, oh, don't do that then. I want to be I'll, passionate. I'll keep it on. I want to. I want to be passionate about what you're about to well, say. What but we're about to get to Anthony Dowsley. Oh, okay. So what do you want me to do? Well, is it going oh, to be? A, is it long or short? What it's you're short, about? but it's going to require. A... I can park my passion. Go. No, no. I will we'll right, run right, with excellent. it later. Uh, big show. JJ Adam Collins to wrap up the T20 World Cup. Paul White, who's an independent. Uh, Essendon Football Club board member Wannabe. He's going to join us on the show to tell us why he thinks that he should be listened to and considered for uh, a vacant spot on the Essendon board. But the big story that's been rolling around uh, broke sort of midday today uh, about this illegal betting story regarding the 2022 Brownlow medal. It's been broken by Anthony Dowsley and a colleague of his at the Herald Sun. And Anthony Dowsley's been good enough to join us to tell us what he can about a story I suspect... Um, they know, they think they probably know more than they are able to tell us about at the moment. <laughs> that has a bit about it, doesn't oh, it? I've got a feeling. Mm. Uh, Anthony, thanks for joining us on the show, mate. We appreciate your time. No problem, Andy. Can you tell us what you can tell us about th- this story at the moment? 
Well, at some point this morning, uh, Victoria Police have turned up at a number of addresses uh, across Melbourne and they have uh, taken in four people for questioning over a, a illegal gambling scam, uh, which uh, has really uh, involved, uh, uh, we think it involves uh, an AFL umpire who's been taken for questioning at the very least. Okay. Hey, hey oh, Anthony, so, so uh, I guess the... the, the the inference is, is that this is a coordinated, not just, well, uh, an umpire has come out and accidentally slipped what's happened. This is a coordinated and deliberate attempt to, uh, to gain advantage. Is that, is that what you believe is happening here? Well, we haven't established yet whether this is a, a leak, an unfortunate leak, or whether something more deliberate. Um, but we know that there's a, there's a group that have... Uh, most likely plunged on a particular bet, uh, which would have stood out uh, to agencies that were, were taking the bets. And what these what people don't really realise is that sporting agencies uh, enter an agreement with sporting bodies. Mm. And if they see something unusual, they will report it. So this might have come through pretty quickly um, and therefore set off the alarm bells and all of a sudden the associations would be quickly determined between who these people are and who they might know. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden you've got a, a, an emerging scandal like this. Well, and what's the process uh, from here? It's just that the police do their investigation because if anything, the good news I guess from this is that whatever systems they have in place seem to be working because they've been able to pick up on this. Yeah, so all these, these betting agencies and, and, the, and, and the people who investigate it, can do analytics on, on on betting plunges, the patterns of betting, who bets, who doesn't, what's unusual, what isn't. So, as you might have known, back in 2013, this this, uh, this sports integrity unit within Victoria Police, uh, they did a they did an investigation into the Southern Stars, which were a, a soccer group uh, in the Victorian Premier League, and um, mm. they they uncovered a, a, an organised syndicate of you know goalkeepers and players and officials involved in trying to do certain things in certain matches, which, you know, certain poor play became very, very noticeable. Um, and there was an international betting ring just putting putting money on these things. I think it reached about $2 million. Now, this is nowhere near the scale of that. Um, but what we have is, you know, um, a couple of 32-year-olds, uh, 27-year-olds and 29-year-olds taken in mm. uh, today, and they will have got the shock of their lives. They will now be um, their, well police say they've all been released um, and three of them are expected to face uh, face charges. And do you know... Police break. Yeah. Do you know how much the bets were? No, we don't know that. But um, the, 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 the bet that um, was was likely to be the spot bet that was um, that was plunged on wasn't, uh, uh, wasn't that long odds, we don't think. So... Mm. It's a, so, a Brownlow medal bet. Yeah, yeah. So you mentioned earlier, and I understand, you know, there's things you can and cannot say, and you need to be careful, and we fully understand that. We appreciate you telling us what you can tell us. You said before it was a, a particular bet. Um, can you elaborate yeah. on, on what the bet was actually on? Well, the, the bet will, will most likely be on a particular round. Yep. And it, not necessarily the winner you know, of the, the 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 result at the end. We all know that Crips won the medal. Mm-hmm. We don't think it's about that. We think it's about a, a spot betting. So you can bet on particular 
small, you know, who got the 3-2-1 yeah. in a particular yeah. round, for yeah. example. Yeah. And we think this will be in the first half of the season. So that's really interesting and important to know, I reckon. Well, the other thing is important to know is real small. So there wasn't – it was a real uh, obvious bet, though, you're saying. It was one that – the it was odds on. It'll stand out, yep. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Well, the betting – the way the betting – um, trails are identifiable. Mm. There'll be, according to basically what Anthony's telling us, according to the way that data is kept mm. and registered and analysed and and recorded, there'll be. I guess there'll be some sort of a red flag would be um, would be set that would be recorded and identified by somebody, Anthony, given the nature of the particular amount of money on that particular. Um, spot moment within the Brownlow medal will have alerted somebody to this being slightly unusual. Absolutely. Yeah. And for example, someone like myself who rarely bets in maybe Melbourne Cup, um, if I was to, say, put $10,000 on something on fairly uh-huh. short odds, yes. uh, that would stand out like, you know, why is this guy put this bet mm. on at this particular yeah, moment? Yeah, Does yeah. this lead to insider knowledge? And then all of a sudden... Let's say, for example, my Facebook friends then got you know yes. checked out pretty quickly, yep. um, yes. and they might notice I might know someone who's got insider knowledge about mm. about you know okay. uh, the Melbourne Cup, for mm. example. If I had a friend who was a jockey, yep. uh, that's what I would assume has happened here. And, and what are the charges? What are the specific charges they're facing? Uh, well, there's a there's the the easy way to explain it is that illegal betting on the Brownlow Medal. Right. <laughs> um, the the hard way to explain it um, is that it's called the offence of engaging in conduct that corrupts or would corrupt a betting outcome. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. So it's like receiving yeah. receiving stolen goods, I suppose. Receiving information mm. you shouldn't have access to, yeah. and then acting upon that inside of trading. Yeah. Well, that's right. Yeah, inside of trading. Yeah. Hey, you just said... there was a fellow in the NBA. Sorry. It... Some years ago, and there's a Netflix program about him. It's the only yeah. one I could quickly raise. He, he was a guy named, I might get his name wrong, but I think it's uh, Tim Garrity or something like that. Yeah, he yeah, was yeah, the um, referee. Uh, yeah. He was, yeah, he, 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 there's a Netflix program on him. It just shows how easy it could happen. Tim I Donahue, think. I think it was. Yeah. 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 That's it. That's right. Yep. Yeah. Hmm. Hey Anthony, we're fascinated by the story, so we're going to keep asking questions just before we before we let you go. You, you, you said you know you assumed and you gave us a hypothetical on the Melbourne Cup story, and you mentioned a, a potential you know social media trail that alerted you know could alert people to um, you know connections to a source. Is that is that a lead as to what might have played out here? Well. There's there's some addresses that are that have been raided this morning, and even though I don't necessarily know who's living at those addresses, uh, three of them are from the same area, yeah, around about, and one from the other side of town. So it, it's it springs to mind that these people might know each other. Maybe there's one outlier who's a mate of a mate, um, but you know these people they're similar ages. They look like they were, they're all men. They they might be associates. They might be people yep, okay. that know each other. Yep. Has yeah. there been any AFL response at this stage? No, pretty quiet from from their end at the moment. But um, obviously, their integrity units will be looking into this. This is something that they dread because it undermines the integrity of sport. Mm. Um, they, they obviously the AFL and all sporting codes get money from um, agencies that um, in, are involved in betting. Um, there's a fee that applies. 
Um, and and it looks on the good side of this, it looks like the system is working yeah, yeah, um, because yeah. something's been raised. Yep. Uh, on the bad side, um, it shows that um, sport can be corruptible. And we're talking about the Brownlow Medal, so it's not actual the game itself. And that's you've got to be clear about that. But you know, AFL bodies or any sporting codes don't want any kind of integrity corruption. Hmm. Are, are you personally aware of who the umpire is? There is a name that's come up. Yes. Right. Um, yeah. Okay. Uh, Anthony, I can't think of anything else. I, mm. oh, there's a, it's a fascinating, I mean, it's a, it's a fascinating story for all the wrong reasons. Uh, it's, it's, we're having a chat about this when we first got here today and, you know, some of this stuff can, can be leaked or accidentally put out there, you know, through social conversations and it can be, you know, the information can, can get out there harmlessly enough without any intention to deceive. And yet, the, if it is to be somebody who has had that information inside the game and in a privileged position, then they will have been told time and time and time again about the do's and don'ts when it comes to this sort of information. Uh, it's, it's a bit like a whole lot of other things in sport where you get educated to the nth degree and yet sports mm. people still make mistakes. And well, just, just on that, Anthony, is, is there any chance do you think, and based on the information that you have, which clearly is a lot more than ours, is there any chance that this could have been just a remarkable set of coincidences that have, that have fallen into place? Well, with the Brownlow medal, you have, what is it, seven months of the season? Mm. And, you know, let's say for you've got officiators, officiators that have to keep a secret for months and months. Now, it is possible for something to slip out. Mm. Um, people are prone to mistakes. I'm not saying that that is necessarily happened in this instance. I don't know what happened in this instance. But mm. something seems to have slipped for a spot bet or a bet to have been made mm. uh, that has been noticed by the regulators or the sports agency, the, the betting agency itself. And then everyone, they've got involved enough for there to be arrests made today. And it's highly unusual, um, but I think that given that, you know, the Brownlee medal over years and years, you both know, has always had the rumours around it. You know, imagine if you knew the votes, you know, that's been the one most commonly associated with that one could be undermined mm. because you've got to keep the secret for months and months and months. Uh, and, um, yeah, it's, uh, it, that's, that's the one today which seems to have been uh, in the spotlight all well, it is in the spotlight today. One last question. Of the four people who were arrested and taken into questioning, was one of them, did one of them have any connection to the AFL in any way, shape or form? Well, we think one of them is, is, is an umpire. Okay, right. Um, that's all we need. Yeah, good. Uh, mate, it's a, we it's, think that. Yeah, we haven't been told. To be confirmed. Yeah, yeah, no worries. Um, Anthony, you and Mark, Mark Butler and Anthony Dazzler, who we've been speaking to, the Herald Sun Crime Reporter. It's uh, it's a story that concerns us all. You know, we're not naive enough to uh, think, you know, the older you get, um, you know, that this stuff doesn't happen in sport. You'd like to think that, um, you know, when, when and if it does, the authorities take it really seriously and act as immediately as they can. And it does, like you said before, um, seem to be the case that those who are supposed to respond when matters like this arise have done just that. So we'll wait and see how it all plays out. Uh, good reporting. Thanks for joining us on the show.
Thanks, Anthony. Yeah, good on you. I think it's just a little issue with the old phone line. Again, Anthony Dowsley, uh, crime reporter from the Herald Sun. Uh, the AFL, while we have been speaking, not because we have been speaking, but while we've been speaking, has put out a statement. I'll uh, read it out. Uh, stop me when it gets too tedious for you, Keith. Uh, it goes for a little while. Stop. No, you've got. I think we right. need to hear from the from the AFL. Confirms it has been informed that the Victoria Police Sporting Integrity Intelligence Unit have arrested four people in relation to an investigation into suspicious betting activity linked to round-by-round betting on this year's Brownlow medal. The suspicious betting activity on bets placed on round-by-round vote-getters triggered a response and notification by one of the AFL's betting agency partners. Upon receiving this information, the AFL Integrity Unit worked with the AFL's betting partners to gather further information and in conjunction with Sports Integrity Australia and Victoria Police, undertook an investigation. The AFL and Victoria Police have no information to suggest that the awarding of match day votes was impacted in connection with the suspicious betting activity as the allegations relate solely to the distribution leaking or improper communication of the 3-2-1 voting outcomes post some specific matches during the seasons to unauthorised persons. Uh, quote, in the days following the 2022 Brownlow medal count, the AFL was m- made aware of sp- potential suspicious activity by one of our betting agency partners and the AFL Integrity Unit immediately gathered further information, close quote, AFL EGM of Football and General Counsel Andrew Dillon said. So it goes on for another Mm. six or seven paragraphs, but that's the mm. basic nature of it all. The the curious thing to me is is how they can tie it back to an official, to an umpire, because the umpire wouldn't have placed a bet. No. And there's got to be a, a correlation there somewhere. So maybe they've looked at, the social media and this umpire just happened to be a a friend and of the or... betting records of these people that there's clearly a connection between mm. all the four of them that are involved in this story. You know, they can use all of that. They all use all that stuff now. That's yeah. that's an automatic go to mm. uh, these days. If you've watched enough, you know, crime shows on TV or listen to mm. enough crime podcasts, that's what they do. Uh, and it's easy to track the you know circle of influence and um, circle of well, connection. It, and, I mean, it could be just because you're a friend of an umpire that he might have had nothing to do with no, it. No, no, but they will have records of these particular people's betting accounts, mm. which will indicate some activity that has raised uh, concerns. Uh, it's more it's than concerns. Some, some, cons- some charges. Some charges arising from it. Mm. Uh, it's 21 past three. There'll be more on that. Pox Rocks, you know how it works on a Monday. one three hundred seven three six seven three six. 736 Monday, Rocks Pox, one three hundred seven three six seven three six. 736 Send through your 40 Winks temper text. 0433981116. It is the Tradies Hour for Ace Gutters, Australia made built to last. Hey, Andy, just on that story before we uh, spoke about the AFL situation with the betting Big uh, scandal mm. that it's out there when uh, four people arrested. We're talking about uh, the Australian boomers and their campaign. Kazakhstan, they, they get the win, they're qualified. They forfeited a game that's supposed to be played tomorrow in Iran. Well, when I was talking to the Basketball Australia's officials about that, asking, well, is, is this because a protest or is this anything other than just a security risk? Now, they said, no, no, it's just about the security and in order to get insurance for the players because there's a travel um, yeah, yeah. Warning. Warning. Mm. Might even go further than that, a travel embargo. I don't know if it's embargo or not, but there's a, a strong warning Damn. about it going there. Well, in this conversation, it was also alluded to me that the, the under-19 championships, of which Australia is one of the top three ranked teams in the world, mm-hmm. the under-19 uh, world championships for next year, the qualifications in Iran, 
both New Zealand and Australia have said, well, we're not going to play in Iran for the Asia uh, qualification uh, games. So as such, FIFA have said, well, if you don't go, you cannot play in the World Cup. So the Australian under-19 team won't be playing playing in the World Junior Under-19 Championships, of which they are... um, In the top three ranked teams. Top three ranked teams because of their unwillingness to travel to well, Iran well, for the. FIBA needs to grow and up. We've got one of the. Emerging... No, no, FIBA needs to grow up here. The government mm. of that country mm. is warning its citizens against travelling to that country for safety reasons. Yes. This is not. This is not yes. that team protesting against uh, a regime in that particular country. No. It is a team representing that country who have got travel warnings being issued mm-hmm. to uh, to that to that country if, why would FIBA punish a team why would FIBA punish a team well they're not punishing well, they are punishing they're saying you can't compete well, that is saying, that is a fair punishment well they're not saying you can't they're, they're saying you've actively chosen not to compete no no well, you you can compete you can the fall. world cup is is here. the world cup qualifiers are here the only way you get access is to to perform in the World Cup qualifier. If you're not going to play in the qualifier, then you can't compete. Now, I, I think there, that, is that the only place where the qualifiers are being played? Yes, are, are exclusively in Iran. Yes, it's a tournament. It's a, exclusively the Asia Cup. in Iran. Yes. So it's um, well, that seems pretty odd. What's well, in the under 90s They have a it doesn't matter. An Asia still Cup people. tournament. Yeah, that's right. Now, and that tournament is in, in Iran. Iran. Yes. Well, that's how it's been explained to me. And because Does of that... Does that make any sense to you? We've got the... Uh, so so FIBA is saying, well, that's not our problem. If you, you, I beg you, your pardon? FIBA is saying, well, the, the tournament's here. You need to go play in it. If you don't, if you choose not to, we're not disqualifying you. You just can't qualify. I am actually... I know there's bigger things going on, you know, in the world of sport, and we'll, we'll get to all of those mm. throughout the afternoon. I'm absolutely... I'm livid about this story. I've now, I, this is the well, first I've heard of it. Same to me. I'm surprised it hasn't got a little bit more traction. It's only because I asked the question about our forfeiting of the game yep, in Iran. Which we spoke about on Friday correct, brief, briefly. Yep. Uh, that, that this came up in conversation and I was informed that we've got one of the elite uh, potential next big things of junior basketball in our team. Look at the young talent coming out of Look at the young talent coming out of Australia. Of course. Look at what Josh Giddy's doing over in America and we'll get to him in a moment. But of course. This is insane, mate. Well it is, but it's the rules that they put in place about your how you qualify for the World Cup. Understand. You've got to win your yep. zone. Now got for that. whatever reason, they decided to hold the qualifications in Iran. That that's that's a re, that is a point worth Spending Getting some further time. information yeah, on. spending some time on. Right now, there. it might be, and again, this is on me because I don't know the full details because it's changed a lot since I last played the junior basketball anyway, but it might be that there is a regulation rotation throughout Asia where the host is predetermined oh, no, and then they that. figured that... But, but these things have changed. Mm-hmm. These things have changed for obvious reasons and understandable reasons. Mm. We need to pivot. We need to be agile. We're used to that now. Mm. And these things can change pretty quickly. Mm. And if it means including everybody, if it means including everybody... Well, New Zealand's in the same boat. Well, that's right. You move. Now, whether New Zealand was going to qualify or not, that's another thing. But nevertheless, they've made the same decision about whether or not to participate. Now, there there may be others within Asia, but they're the only two that I've been alerted to. Well, I guarantee you this. 
teams ranked two, three. How, how many teams progressed to the World Cup out of Asia? Two, I think. Okay, so teams ranked two, three, four, five, six. Yeah, going to be. Oh, we're it, going. Yes. We're going. We've never got to World Cup before. <laughs> we are not standing mm. by Australia and New Zealand on this front. Well, that's right. The door is open for us automatically. Probably. No, that's no, no, probably. probably the case. No, probably about it. Mm. That this will well, be. An some may see moral grounds for why they won't want to go to uh, Iran. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know that. I'm just assuming. Yeah, yeah, but, sure. But sure. right now, purely from a competitive standpoint, to take out one of the ones that is not guaranteed, but history shows all but guaranteed of taking one of those spots. Then clearly, uh, it's what, cause for concern. What, what what should we do? One three hundred seven three six seven three six. Well, sh- well, there's a few things you can go. You can defy. Well, they've already decided. No, no. Mm, you can defy. The, happened, you can defy the mm. DFAT warnings and go. Mm-hmm. You can protest, 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 protest. You mm. can rally uh, global forces. Yep. Um, allies of yours on the global stage mm. to... When, when is this tournament? When's it being played? Uh, well, if it hasn't already been played... Oh, so it's, it's on now. It's well, if, if it's either has... Whatever, whenever it's either been played... And we're not aware of it, or it's coming up. See, the World Championships so it might be next too, year. It might be too late to change it now anyway. Possibly. I need to find that out. But it's it's such a shock to me. I did not... I just am wrongly took for granted that, wow, there's a qualification process there... We've historically been represented in Oceania. Now that with the change they've made to senior competition, the qualification, we're incorporating all of Asia. Maybe that's the same thing that's happened here. But the bottom line is the qualification tournament is in Iran and we either didn't go or are not going. And as such, we won't be in the uh, World Cup next year, which for a lot of the junior players is a... Of course. Hugely disappointing. Of course it would Hugely. be. Uh, of course it would be. one three hundred seven three six seven three six. 736 Enter your 40 wings, temper texts, 0433981116. Ace Gutters. We'll try uh, and get someone. Out. I'd love to hear from somebody from Basketball, Basketball Australia. Australia to give yeah, us a, yeah. a more detailed Muzz is explanation. In, yeah, I'd love to. Muzz is in Geelong. Uh, welcome to the show, Muzz. Good afternoon, gentlemen. I've got a pox and a rock. Please, Muzza. Um, the rocks is to... The rocks is to the um, uh, the Matildas for not only winning four 0 but then yesterday on yes. they went to um, a young young kids playing bar soccer out at um, oh, Essendon. Or yeah, it was. Yeah, I think it was in the hangar. I think it was at actually under the hangar. Right. That's great. And you've got a pox. Yeah, and then. Um, now, this is not a shot, yes, but it's not a shot at SEN. I'm annoyed with the lack of radio coverage that the ladies' football has yeah. got. Yeah. Now, every Saturday and Sunday when it's men's football, we can choose four different stations and have four different games going. Mm-hmm. The ladies come along and we get one station and we only get one game or else a Friday night game. I think what happened to Equal Opportunities Radio Industry, um, it's not fair, and I find it frustrating. Yeah, mm. oh, there's a lot of people in your boat, Muzz. I thought what? the ABC covered it as well on their rate. No? Uh, I thought they did, but clearly not, according to Muzz. Look, look, t- every game's covered on, on the telly, and some of the games are called mm. on, the, on the wireless. What I've learned, if you can be as passionate as an, mm. an, an advocate for the AFLW as you like, mm. which I am, mm-hmm. but what I've learned 
in the last couple of years is, and I listen to it and I acknowledge it. Mm. You can't, if you are enthusiastic about the AFLW and if you do what Muzz just did and say it should be getting more coverage, mm. it should be getting this, it should be getting that. Yeah, you know, the, the the situation with finals grounds availability is is not uh, not not good. Mm. People start saying you, you do get kickback from a section of it. Don't force feed it. Don't ram it down my throat. I don't like it. Don't. Mm. So I acknowledge that now. I, that's my personal view. But that's just from a broadcasting perspective mm. and a content perspective. We will continue to do. Mm. Uh, Julio's just had Craig Starsevich on. Yeah, you know, we've already got requests in for you know everybody from other clubs throughout the course of this week to speak to them with the prelims coming up. The AFL should be should be doing more. Mm. They should be demanding stuff. Well, the only way they can do it is to purchase the airtime, I suppose, because ultimately, if the individual networks don't see a commercial return, if they don't see the value, they would say, well, that's not our responsibility to build this up. We've put this on and we can't get the commercial response. So they are they are private enterprise. That that's part of it. Yep. And yep, they are making a commercial decision. So then it then falls back incumbent on well, how can well, it happen? Well, if well, you, you can happen easily. Yep. You if, buy the space. Well, well, I don't think you need to do. I, personally, I don't think you need to. Well, do clearly that. you do if you feel if, if, if Mars is correct and you, saying that no one else is covering it. Well, the footy, all, whether it be Seven or Fox on TV, which is the mm. big shop front window from a marketing, oh, a media marketing, still pretty powerful. Yeah, I'm just talking about the TV. Yep. from a media marketing perspective, TV is where it's really at. Radio mm. does a fantastic job and has a vital and will forever have right. a vital service to play. But every game's on free-to-air. The final's on free-to-air too. Which is great. And if you had to watch, and on, again, please don't take offence mm. and don't think that I'm telling you to do something you don't want to do. Yes. But if you had to watch the North Melbourne-Richmond game on the weekend, mm. the quality of that football was... It, you compare where AFLW was five years ago to no, the, level of football, ago, the, level foo- the level of football played in that, in that semi-final on the weekend. Now, the other game was obliterated by weather conditions. Mm. They played in a goddamn cyclone. Mm. The North Melbourne-Richmond game was a very high standard of football. Yep. North, outstanding. Mm. We're going to get four magnificent teams playing in the prelims. I'm not for... Don't watch it if you don't want to. Mm. And don't get offended mm. if you hear somebody talking about women's sport. We had 50,000 people at the Rugby League. Yep. Rugby Union. No, Rugby Union. Rugby World Union Cup, World Cup, which Cup New Zealand won. And we're going to play something very, another Ruby Rocks. Ruby Tui was amazing. Ruby Tui was my Rocks, and we'll play that in a little bit. We but, will. Um, but, yeah, and, and we're seeing it. Well, we have, what do we have, 23, 24,000 at the Matildas game? Of course. So there Killing is it, an, mate. It's that, killing it. Of course it is. People just got to open their eyes. And, oh, no, sorry, sorry, that was me editorialising. No, you don't. You don't have to open your eyes if you don't mm. want to. That's fine. But if you do and you see what is being delivered, mm. you might be pleasantly surprised if you just, if you have preconceptions. Mm. But it might That's take, all. according to Muzz's uh, feedback, it might take a little bit of investment uh, by the AFL on top of what they're doing, which is fantastic. Mm. What they're doing in, is, is brilliant. It's not a knock on them, but it might take, if you, in order to get that coverage and exposure in other forums... It might take a little bit of investment. Maybe so. so. 90 minutes to four. We've got to get to a break. Baz, Paul, Pete, we'll get to you on the other side of this. Signet Power Boost Power Bank up for grabs uh, to our best pox rocks up for the day. Baz is in Coburg. Mate, thanks for hanging on. Appreciate your patience. That's all right. I got a rocks from last night's game. Please. I I had to go back and have a look at this. But um, Azif Ali and Dawood Milan were walking out 
for the uh, national anthems. <laughs> and as if Ali tapped him on the left shoulder, you know how you do with your with your mate, you tap them to make them look around. Yeah. And then there was like, and then Marlon was there. You could see him on the on the TV. He was looking around for who was tapping him on the shoulder yeah. just before a big final. <laughs> My Go kids. So was, my a bit, kids was it a bit of Tom Fuller? Yeah, is that what you're saying? Hijinks. My kids do. My yeah. oldest kid, Millie, loves doing this with me. It drives me mad. But there they are, shy acting around before the World Cup final. That's lovely, Basil. That's a major pop. No, oh, rocks, I mean. That's good here's stuff. Here's the thing. A lot of people say, well, look what happened. They were mucking around and look what happened. Oh, well, have a look at those people. Those, those people should have a long hard look at themselves, Keith. Well, that's right. Paul, shouldn't they or not? Or are they right? Do you agree with them? Well, I think it has absolutely zero impact on their performance. Thank In you. fact, I think it would actually help them calm the nerves. Big Thank crowd, 80,000 plus there. Big final opportunity to do something special. But some people, say, oh, no, you've got to be folks, got to be the steely eye. Some yeah. people, mate. Some people. Uh, Paul's in Coburg. Thanks, Baz. Great uh, nomination. Paul, welcome to the program. Hey, Andy Gazy. Um, just thought the wicket last night in, in the final was sensational. Gave a bit to the bowler. Yep. Batson put his head down. Um, he worked hard. He'd get runs. And one other question, Gazy. Um, Brian Gorge, where's he at the moment? I'm not yeah, sure he's coaching. That. Yeah, what he's doing, he's coaching a team. But check this out. He's coaching a team in that uh, represents Hong Kong, but they've relocated that team to the Philippines, and he's actually playing in a Filipino this Asian Filipino league. Um, while because of COVID and, and China's regulations in regards to uh, COVID is that they couldn't play where they normally would play. So mm. he's coaching. He's got a really good team. The last time I spoke to him, they were 6-1, and one, and uh, they were going along very, very nicely. So he is coaching, and I su- suggest or I suspect there would be quite substantial compensation for the great man, given his reputation. Well, he thoroughly deserves it, too. After a couple of years here in the NBL with the Illawarra Hawks, the last two. Want to bring that sort of CV into the mix? You're going to have to pay for it. Thank you very much. There you go, Paul. And an impeccable record. No doubt. Impeccable human being. Uh, And the pitch here, here. The the job they've done at the MCG to get that as playable as it's been, given the conditions that um, ground staff had to deal with in this city in the last couple of weeks, uh, spot on, outstanding call. Gee, Pete's uh, flat out there in Doreen. He's got his hands well and truly full. Uh, but he can still contribute to Pox and Rocks. I don't know how you can do it, Pete, but uh, you're a man of many talents, brother. Far away. Yeah, good afternoon, boys. Um, obviously, the Rocks is the Matildas, how oh, great man. they win against Sweden because it's good to see a soccer team, which is the Matildas, attack. Not like the soccer rooms who are more at the, playing more mm. defensive and try to save goals. Yes. And the pox is obviously the weather today's not very good. But we've got to change this magic round. Stop men saying magic round with NRL. Change the name. Yeah, we've got to... Change it to the ultimate round or something like that. Yes. They've just got to get over magic round. It's like, got, you know, you, you don't want to copy the NRL. You've got to do better than the NRL. It's Make very... it the ultimate round. Yes. Well, I think they're just saying magic round now to sort of because that's we so we know what they're talking about. But I, I couldn't. They're, they're busily trying to come up as you are, Pete. Very busy at the moment, but they're busily trying to come up with a um, a name for the round and something that is. What's your suggestion? Well, Neil Danaher's name's been oh, mentioned earlier. Na- yeah, that'd be yeah. an absolute beautiful yeah. way to recognise his contribution. There's any number of the ways. Courage, yeah, yes. I agree. So, in um, fact, I, I think it as. Fantastic it would be. It's probably a bit light on. I think oh. he deserves a bit more than that. Oh, I think you're probably right. As, as important around this might be, yep. 
Uh, I think that there's probably a status that we could think of that plus a few others, I and then so. we're getting close. Correct. I'm mm. with you 100% of the way. Uh, Rocks, Pox, 1-300-736-736. There's a lot of poxes going on. And uh, what about the the, uh, the Nets coughing up one today against the LeBronless Lakers? And they uh, lose that one. Well, okay. I'll give you a rocks. I'll give you two rocks. I'll give you rocks while we're talking about basketball. Yeah, I'll give you two while I'll we're talking about one. rocks. I'll give yeah. you one before you get going. And I reckon mm-hmm. I'm taking one off your plate. Yes. A Josh Giddy. Yes. For the first time in 54 years, That's he's right. broken a record that was established in 1968. That record is he became the first player mm-hmm. to have successive triple doubles at Madison Square Gardens mm. against the New York Knicks. Mm. He had 24, 12, and 10 against the Knicks today well, and just eviscerated him in overtime. Hang on. And has crea- has put himself and in the NBA more than that. history You've missed out a little, bit, a little well, I'm extra glad, kicker well, as well. I, I want you to give it a bit more panache. Him and Will Chamberlain, the only two. Oh, hello. The That's only, nice company yes, to be in for obvious reasons. The only two yes. that have done it in their first uh, two games at the Garden as well. Triple doubles on Debuski. Well, if he continues to follow Will mm. Chamberlain's footsteps, <laughs> There's a, he is going to well, have a hell of a career. Maybe we just what a on life, the floor. And what a life. <laughs> On the floor, type on and activity. off the basketball court. Well, I don't know if you can. Uh, the, that 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 he said, Stan, is that no mere mortal. Uh, that that that. Uh, but anyway, that's well, someone's going to be prepared to have a go. No, one no. of those stages. I, in fact, I I think it's a myth <laughs> of what uh, he allegedly had done in the uh, off court activities. Ridiculous. Did he ever comment on any of that? As far as you're aware, uh, he gloated about it, which <laughs> makes it even a little bit more well, maybe, silly. Well, maybe he was happy to what have about that this, as a, Andy? attached to him. Darius Garland you know from mean. the uh, Cleveland in the Cleveland versus the Timberwolves game. Yes, yes. Uh, Fifty-one points, if you don't mind. Who? <laughs> Who? Darius Garland. But he, he, here's another Never. one. Is he in a relation to Colin? No, but he, check this out. What about this? Never heard of Joel Embiid. Never heard he, of that bloke. Do you know what Joel Embiid I did today? Heard of him. 59. What? 59. Was he pl- did anyone turn up in the against second half? Against Utah. Oh, turn it up. Mate, but he was only a couple. I can't remember. Let me just pull it up. That's right. 59 points, 11 rebounds, and uh, eight helpers. So almost <laughs> had a, a triple-double. Unbelievable. 59 points. That's a joke. 59. No, no, 19 great. of 28 from the field. Is he and still playing for Philadelphia? The, yes, he Did is. Did Doc Rivers get the flick from Philly? No, he hasn't. I think he's and, going uh, bad to, isn't he? James Harden is still Isn't injured, Doc Rivers so. getting the flick from Philly? Oh, there's been talk of that he might be under a little bit of pressure. I think he's about to get the, the free Frio heave up. Well, I think if, uh, if they keep winning. Well, they're, they're, James Harden's not there right now, right. so that's uh, a bit of a setback for him. Paddy oh, Mills is the other. They only played in this. They lost. He only played 12 minutes, one of six, so it didn't really light it up, but... Ah, no, there's a lot not, of problems going the, on. That's almost the opposite of lining it up, what Paddy did. Geez, a bit going on in the world of news at the moment. Who better to turn to tonight? Yes. It's just than Tim Watson and the team at Channel 7. They'll be bringing you that from their uh, offices down there at Docklands. I hear, you know, who's, if anyone's going to know anything about this AFL gambling situation, Tim Watson would have his finger on the pulse. Schnout in trough, and Tim Watson joins mm. us. Hello, Timothy. Yes, a very big news day. Gentlemen, uh, tonight on 7 News, a 10-year-old girl's MND shock, her mum's plea for help, plus police raids in an AFL Brownlow beating scandal. No doubt you've been talking about that. A new flood chaos, a train derailed and homes underwater in the southeast and west. In sport, the Aussies touched down in Adelaide ahead of the clash with new T20 world chance. We speak to Collingwood's Taylor Adams about his next procedure ahead of the official pre-season start. See the pictures of the Socceroos' digs in Doha. And Josh Giddy, did you see him lighting up the garden? 
again today. Well, it was early. I didn't see it. I, I, I saw the end result. I was on very early, Tim, so I didn't see it. But I, <laughs> I did see the outcome of it, and I've seen the highlights. Spectacular. Well, if you're a real bas- if you're a real basketball fan, uh, Chris Anstey was watching it. So you I think he's over there, isn't it, he? <laughs> Well, maybe he is. James, you want to tell us what about this crazy? Uh, weather ma- we're no madness. I wanted to speak to you about this. I saw mm. rain for ten minutes where mm. in my where I live today mm. that was 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 well, it was beyond normal. And same, you, you can't you can't imagine seeing mm. rain heavier than that. Heaviest rain overnight no, no, it was pretty heavy. Yeah. Yeah, no, incredible, incredible. So a lot of people out there have experienced some difficulties today because of the rain too, so we'll get to the bottom of all that tonight on the news. I I would have thought then Josh Jenkins is going to join us in a moment just to hit the big keynotes from uh, the round of NFL football thus far with one game to go. You told us about Jeff Saturday and his uh, after Mm. he got announced. Well, Mm. knock me down with a feather. The Colts who have been, they have been moribund throughout the Mm. season, come out today, get the result. Mm -hmm. Jeff Saturday, the saviour. Remarkable story, Tim. Unbelievable. But even even bigger than that, I don't know. Did either of you catch the Vikings-Bills game Game of the year. Game of the year. The the, the final quarter was like nothing I've ever seen. I didn't see it. It was unbelievable. It was extraordinary. What about the fumble? And that that Jefferson boy can play a bit too. When you look, you'd like him on it as your third forward just floating across the oh. half forward line in the AFL. He's got a nice pair of hands, isn't he? He's got nice scratches, as you used to say back <laughs> yeah. in the day. I'd like to see him try and catch the ball without gloves on. I think those gloves are a bit tricked I, up. I'd like to see him catch the ball in two hands, too. He and not just put up the one mitt. He does. He, They're what? like a Venus flytrap, his hands, aren't they? <laughs> they are like a Venus flytrap. Yes, they are. They are indeed. Um, Tim, there's a lot to get through today. Uh, it's a big news day. A big is, news day. You go back to it, Thank you, guys. you very much. Thank <laughs> okay. you very much. Tim Watson, Thank Channel you. 7 Newsroom. They are, he's, this kid, Jefferson... You, I don't know how much of the NFL you watch these days. I don't wide see as receiver, much as I used to. Wide but... receiver for the Minnesota Vikings. Yes. He, well, they're eight and one, aren't they? They are, and they're up. They're, they're nobody's people still don't rate them. We'll who did they to... lose to? Do you know who they lost to? Can you uh, remember? Yeah, they. Uh... I'm going to go matter. out on a limb and say mm. it with the New Orleans Saints. Okay, but I could be completely wrong. On mm, that. No problem. Josh Jenkins may know the answer to this. It's been one of those. We don't do this very often here on the run home. Just mm. dedicate five or six minutes to key moments uh, in the National Football League of the United States of America. But uh, before we get back to our rocks and pox, JJ, we thank you from the bottom of our hearts uh, for joining us. Just to give us a little snapshot of what has taken place today, an extraordinary day's football in the NFL. It always is, Andy. And uh, Andy, it always is. The NFL is, uh, it doesn't matter. There's no point looking at the schedule and thinking, geez, it's a... It's a little light this week, or it's geez, these are going to be blockbusters because each and every week, uh, the slogan in the NFL is on any given Sunday, anyone can beat anyone. And it's not just a slogan, it happens each and every Sunday in America. So today was no different. Uh, it was a, uh, a very interesting Monday morning. And uh, the Vikings lost to Philadelphia, who are unbeaten, Thank you. Uh, in Philadelphia on Monday night. So their only loss is to the only team who are undefeated. So their resume starts to look really good, Minnesota. So do we have to rate them now? There's been this reluctance to really believe in the Minnesota Vikings. I mean, the you know, the quarterbacks... Not here. Okay, you're on You're on board. You're well and truly on board. I, I've been there for a while. I've been there for a while. The, the, uh, the, the key for me, I was keen on their chances, not of being where they are, but being much improved when they 
So they offloaded Mike Zimmer in the offseason, who's a defensive-minded head coach. And they picked up Kevin O'Connell, who's been at the LA Rams and helped their uh, offense be what it was last year and the years previous. And if you want to really join the dots, how are the Rams offense looking Horrible. now that Kevin O'Connell has departed? Putrid. So he may be, maybe he is the guru instead of Sean McVay. But uh, ever since they, you know, they've, they've been able to get an offensive mind at head coach, Kirk Cousins is what he is. He's not a superstar, but he's better than your average. And what they ha- have been able to do is find a way to get the ball to Jefferson and Delvin Cook, who was well held today, but then found a way to burst and break away for an 81-yard touchdown. So they've got playmakers. They've always had them, to be fair. They've just now got a head coach who's focused on that side of the ball. He's pretty special, Justin Jefferson. Every now and again, you like you watch sport, even if you don't understand the intricacies of it. You can watch a game of basketball yes. and you can appreciate a Jason Tatum. You just go, that kid's he's going to be a good player. This Justin Jefferson, he does things that not many players can do, JJ. Well, the, 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 he's he's got intangibles, Gazy. Uh, he's got intangibles. Mm. He's got things that you can't measure. He's got he's got um, he's shifty. He understands where the holes are in the defense. He's, he's tougher than you think he is because he's 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 not he's not well built. He's he's a light he's a light uh, creature, but he's just he's good at everything. I remember he came through. Went to LSU, the uh, school that I'm very keen on in the NCAA, and he he didn't he's not super fast in terms of the clock, but he always seems to be you know ahead of his opponent. He, he as you say, or as I said, he's not super strong, but you see that catch he made down there on the goal line oh, today, and he had to just he had to just catch the ball and then understand that someone was going to lay the wood on him, and he did so. And what he what he what he what he does have is just a great so. He's a special uh, young player, only in his third season, if you can believe it. And uh, what do you make of the Buccaneers, who seem after I think they've won their last two in a row? Germans, and uh, they did it in Germany, and, and they did it in Germany against the Seahawks, who are being pretty okay. very solid, right. better than okay, very solid. Uh, and they pick up the win. So is this a, a turning point, a pivotal moment we we uh, see for Tom Brady in the Buccaneers? Well, uh, I like the way you emphasise Buccaneers. It's terrifying, if, actually. If, but, if it wasn't, yeah. if it wasn't uh, Tom Brady, if the quarterback was basically anyone else, mm-hmm. we would write them off. We would, we would cancel them out. I certainly would cancel them out because they, they're, they're skill position players on offense are old and often injured. Uh, their defense is, was supposed to be a top five in the NFL. It hasn't played that way at all. And and Brady's had his ups and downs as well. He's probably been as, uh, you know, he's been the most invested player in the history of sport. But he's done some strange things this year. Clearly, the off-field issues have played a part. But you know, he went to a uh, he went to a former owner's birthday party two nights before a game. I mean, he would never ever do that in his previous twenty years. So if it wasn't Tom Brady, I'd be more than willing to count them out. But because it is Tom Brady. You've just got to give him that one mm. in 100. Speaking of the other great quarterback of this era, Aaron Rodgers, there were plenty who were prepared to suggest that maybe it's over. Maybe he's done. Maybe mm. he's lost a bit of arm strength and you know the receiving core's not what it used to be and all of that sort of stuff. Hey, and maybe he didn't care as much. You know, other things going on in his life and all that sort of stuff. But he was back right on the red line today, JJ. He was committed and he led his team to a, a win. A... 
are speculation of his demise premature? And B, have they got any role to play between now and the end of this season? No, they've got no. I don't think they've got any role to play. Um, mm. They've just neglected the offense for too long, uh, allowing or, or or having whether they allowed it or not, having Devante Adams leave is unforgivable. Uh, they they haven't replaced him at all. They they don't have any receivers of note. I know uh, Christian Watson scored uh, two or three touchdowns three. today, but I mean that was just one out of the bag. Like he's probably never going to do that again. And if they're reliant on that, then they're in trouble. And and I think I think today just was one of those games. You know, the big time Dallas Cowboys coming in uh, at Lambeau Field. I think it just got Aaron's. Uh, you know, sometimes you can just motivate those guys, those American athletes. Sometimes and they just get this little bit of motivation and they, they tell themselves a story in their head and they can do amazing things. And I just think it was one of those situations for Aaron Rodgers because he's still got it. There's no doubt at all he's still got it. He's probably not the best version of himself because I, I think he's 39 years of age. So how could he be the best version? But um, they've just neglected uh, too much of the offense around him. And again, like the Buccaneers, their, their defense hasn't played as well as we thought they would. So um, I'd be absolutely staggered if either the Buccaneers or the Packers had any part to play in the NFC. And you can throw in the reigning champs as well because they look absolutely Go on. putrid. Gone. They're finished. Right, put a, put a fork in them. And their coach wishes he had have left like he was trying to last year and gone into the commentary box right now. They are bereft. Uh, let's see whether the mm. Eagles can continue to be the only undefeated team uh, by this time tomorrow afternoon. They've got the Commanders uh, tomorrow out of Washington. Uh, that'll be comp- more competitive than some people mm. think it'll be. Uh, JJ, you're a beautiful man. Thanks for joining us. Good stuff, boys. Well done, Josh Jenkins. Hey, while we're on this... American football, the NFL. It is. It's God, flying along. And they, they're taking the game international. And, Andy, I know, and I don't want to put words in your mouth, but I know well, that... Well, don't you, do it then. I, well, no, I No, no, don't. I just won't. report the facts. That's okay. all I'm asking. Well, I know that you Just before you go half-cocked here, just report the facts. I'm just, okay, the facts are that you... That in the AFL, I don't like music after goals. That is the facts. Well, the, That's the fact. Okay, but but in other sports and in the basketball... Go on. Yep. You've alluded to the fact that sometimes... that. The, the way in which you engage crowd oh, participation have I. Oh, have I. can sometimes be a little over the top. Oh, you have. have, have you I. have. Okay, right Music's on. too loud and all that. No, which no, I don't disagree after, with you sometimes. Music after goals in the AFL. And a few others. But oh, anyway. Well, you just, okay, right. Huh? You're not? No. That's oh, okay. already that's happened in those sports from time in. I love well, You'll Never Walk Alone. Mm, that's I love before it. the game. Doesn't matter. I love yep. it. It's noisy well, and it's people singing. The Fan game, engagement. I love it. They took the game to Munich. And uh, there was Thank this you. is the one with the jeez oh, I stopped you in your tracks then Buccaneers and the Seahawks no no because yeah I did I think it's on the record and we can bring out the tape <laughs> I'd like long, you to we, let's not I'd do like that you right to. Thank now. you um, because you know you have poo pooed a lot of sort of uh, in games you always say ah, make some noise you make a mockery of that type of stuff yeah that's horrible have, yeah. we'll make noise if we want to mate well that's right so it is yeah I'm we're, we're anyway, intelligent keep going anyway yeah. what really rocks <laughs> is, is when good. you get eighty odd thousand or whatever collectively Germans coming in and. This is what took place in the game today. Now, what this was, and actually the music stopped and they kept on singing. Right. It was right near the end of the game. It was in the last quarter. And uh, just 
when you get in unison and you've got this moment, apparently, now I'm not aware of this, Andy, you might be with the world game, with soccer. Apparently yeah. in uh, Munich, they do it at one. Is that yeah, I'm true? I'm told that's true, yes. It's, they a, do it's, a, it's, a, it's, it's a thing over in that neck of the woods. specifically to an NFL. They weren't doing this as some sort of homage to John Denver. Or, or the United or, States of or America. Or the United States. I agree. I, I, Somehow I or other, great. it's yeah. engaged. But it's a beautiful moment. And it's when you see that type of reaction, you get everyone in, in uh, doing something which is absolutely harmless, which sometimes you think is <laughs> not harmless, but absolutely harmless, <laughs> harmless. They're having fun. Have They're enjoying the you. moment. Oh, They're experiencing the game. Just a beautiful... <laughs> I put that down as a rock. You're allowed to. Thank and you. I'm glad. And that's what you should be. No fear, no favour. Right. If you see something you think it rocks, let us know. I because, thought it rocks. Well, that's a beautiful thing. It rocks. For you, it did, and that's yeah. all that matters. Oh, I didn't think it had quite the punch. It rocks. It's past tense, isn't it? It, it rocks. Is it rocks? It rocks. It rocked. That's yeah, it. Yeah, it rocked. Because it doesn't rock. It rocks. <laughs> it doesn't rocks. It rocks. It rocks. It rocked. There's no. In, to you, it no, did. Gotcha. And to others, it might have been a bit. Meh. It's 17 past four. Oh, if what? anyone thinks that that's bad, I want to hear from no, you. I didn't say it was bad. I just said, mm, yeah, it's all right. It was mm. okay. I mean, it wasn't well, it's nice. the most rousing you know, rendition of a song I've heard by 80,000 people at a venue before, but it was okay. Okay. It was well, nice. You're not offended by it, though. I'm certainly not offended oh, by good. it. Oh, good. No, not no, at all. Good. No. It's <laughs> more modern, <laughs> more acceptance. We just want to have fun. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of being the fun police. <laughs> 18 minutes past four. Ruining it for everyone else. Rocks, Pox, what do you got? one three hundred seven three six seven. 367 Well, after the break. Oh, okay. After the break. We're here for Robot Building Supplies. We're Robot's got it. Day. And Berwick BMW. We packed a bit into that little oh, uh, segment. Tim, Rocks, Pox, mm. and JJ. That mm. deserves more than 2.1. Berwick BMW, sure. pre-owned vehicles ready for immediate delivery. Can we ask for a recount? <laughs> uh, Pox rocks. we got heaps of them to get through. Paul White's going to join us. Adam Collins to wrap up the T20 mm-hmm. World Cup. Spectacular again last night. I tell you. Credit to the English. Mm. They were magnificent. Oh, of course. They were very, very good. Powerful. Was... Yep. And talented. No, well done, England. Ticked all the boxes. Thoroughly deserved it. Hey, Andy. Got a uh, couple of rocks from there, SoFi too. Stadium NFL experience leaves the MCG game day for dead. We're in the dark ages yeah, when okay. it comes to the whole experience. Cost is a fair bit to go through. Go though. That's from Adam Can and I say, uh, yeah, Paul. Mm-hmm. Paul, you know what is bad, which he means pox, gays. You're 0 for 32 for reading my text messages. Well, now you're one for 33. One for 33. Sorry, Paul, but Can, mate, this thing is just zooming by. Can I tell you the thing about? Sometimes who, I miss some. Who was the first text from? Uh, that was from Adam. Adam. Adam, he he couldn't agree with you more. So far, the the pregame and the the packaging In-game, of the event, right? The big screen they've Pop, got panels between mm. us and them. Panels, panels. But what does that mean? Panels, huge disparity. Right. Okay. But I'll say this. Mm-hmm. Give me our game over their game as a live in-venue experience any day of the week and twice on a Saturday or Sunday. Our game is a much better game to watch in venue than theirs. Mm. Their game is the best TV sport on the planet, bar none. Right. In venue. Uh, in Oh, I can't oh, think of a better one. Basketball would be Give pretty me a close. Spell. Give me a spell. Why? You see everything. Because you can go to a, if you see, because going to the venue and watching mm-hmm. a game of basketball is a magnificent experience. It is. Not this. This is oh, a billion it's times. It's a million times better on TV than it is live. When life. was the last time you went to an NFL game? Oh, 100 years ago. Well, I think it changed a lot. They've got these massive screens. And the ball's in play for four minutes. You get the replays on the I'll screen. I'll say it again. The ball's in play for four I minutes. I understand that. I, I appreciate what you're saying. That's horrible. 
Well, not when you've got. It's like watching it on television. That's Plus, what you I'm get saying. The atmosphere Are you and you get to, to me? you get to. If yeah. you're in the nosebleed section, no, good. Eh, it's no, not no. necessarily so, great. Sh- Sh- Shane's in, but the atmosphere, Andy, the tailgating they have before the, you know, the, got nothing to do with the, the game. whole experience. It's got nothing to do with the game. No, but we're, not, we're, but we're not talking about the game. No, we're no, talking but I, about. I agreed with that, but I okay. said, but I moved on. All right, I went from A to B. You're still stuck at A. So Tr- trains leave that station. Trainers, now you went back to A. You stuck it in reverse and went backwards. <laughs> Shane's in Roval. Uh, have you got a pox or a rocks for us, Shane? <laughs> I've got a bit of both, and it's a, it would have been to do with what you guys are talking about. I had the pleasure of going to the WNBL the other day and watching the Flyers versus the Boomers on oh, Wednesday. Um, that was ah uh, Flyers Boomers. That was Wednesday, Wednesday was it? Yeah, yeah, yeah Wednesday. Hmm. Yeah, Wednesday six thirty. Fantastic game. Took the whole family. It was brilliant. It was so good. Great entertainment. Cheap. The, the standard of the girls' basketball, Andrea, you know, is off the chart. It is. And this is what upset. This is what upsets me, and my wife, and the family. Is that often hmm. to watch a game, you got to try and find it on some Telstra channel or or Channel Nine Go. Yeah. We watched the game the other night, a different game. Hmm. The commentary was three or four seconds behind. Oh dear. We had to turn the commentary off. It was oh. that bad, and the coverage was fuzzy. Now we're, we've written to the WNBL, as lots of other people have said, yes. and, and the WNBL. WNBL, to be fair, have said we're trying to do something about it. But, Andrew, our girls just finished third. Yep. They're the third best country in the world. We've got a girl called Warren Jackson running around, and we yep. can't watch the game properly. Can, can we fix that up, please? No, you're spot on. And, yes, they did. And they've conceded and apologised in round one for what took place. There was a new production team put in place, and there were some technical issues that they unfortunately weren't prepared for. And they, this is the TV coverage, and it was – there was a, a huge – they apologised and they conceded it's just not good enough for a world-class product. I watched the game yesterday. It was on nine now where the Boomers played against the Adelaide team mm-hmm. the, uh, and the Lightning. And I thought it was okay. Now, it was it was the nine now, so it wasn't you, – Yeah, you, yeah you not the full bells it. and whistles. Yeah, it yeah, wasn't yeah. all the bells and whistles. And clearly, you know, they put the stats up and it wasn't as sexy as what yeah, you'd yeah, normally yeah. see. But it was – to me, it was it was still a, a very good production. It was it was a decent a level of production which I, I think is is heading in the right direction. But uh, but yeah, that that you're a hundred percent spot on, Shane. It was unacceptable, and they acknowledged it was unacceptable. They didn't try and sugarcoat it. They put their hand out and good. said, "Yep, they cocked good. it up." Good. And now uh, hopefully it's getting better. Is Shane still there? Yeah, he's got a signet boost power bank coming his way. Well, Maybe I know if Shane because that well, was the case China. in round one, Shane, but. Did you watch any of the games yes uh, over the weekend? Yeah, look, we did watch. I think that same game, and we better. did notice that it was better. Yeah, it was a bit better. I mean, live sport. I mean, we just loved it on Wednesday. It yeah, was so it is. good. Um, and it, well, to be fair, it was it was a bit better. But like you said, I just think I feel a bit sorry for the girls because I just sort of think you know you're watching the United, you don't. It is sexy and mm. that, and I just think that is a bit better. But you're right. They did put their hands up and they are looking to make it better. Good on you. That's all yeah. we ask because it's fantastic basketball. It's a good oh. call. It was a definite pox, but yep. but no one ran away from it. They took it on. They copped it on the chin and said, "Yep, we stuffed this up." Yeah. And they, well they and they they're trying to do better. Jeez, it's mm. uh, all sorts of scenes going on in and around Doreen at the moment. I don't know what's going on over there. Joel's been good enough to join us on the line. We can still get phone lines out, and they're still <laughs> able to use one hand. To Dolores. Oh, Andy, you're going Joel. too far. Too far. Joel, it's lovely to have you with us. What's going on, mate? <laughs> Afternoon, Andy. How are you doing? Yeah, yeah good, good, thanks, just, Joel. Just, I've, got, I've, got a, I've got a rocks and a pox for you both, um, which will include you two in it. Oh, for the rocks um, or the, the pox? The rocks is, look, 
the, the Rocks is a, this 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 last month and a half has been brilliant for sport worldwide. Yep. And Australia has imbo- been involved in a lot of it, and we've actually hosted a, a hell of a lot of good events in sport. You know, the, the World Cup for one, where Australia failed, well struggled and failed, but. But moving on, now you guys, you are part of the, the sporting media landscape, whether it be radio, TV, yep. newspapers, whatever. You, you work for a sporting mm-hmm. network radio station that is dedicated to it 90% of the day. Yep. Of all the, like Gaze um, mentioned earlier, Australia versus Kazakhstan in the basketball, mm. which let's be honest, what, probably 10% of Australians that are into basketball probably sat up and watched it all, listened to it because it was a no a no-name event. And there's a lot of sports like that. But right now up in, up in Queensland on, on the Sunshine Coast, You've got the IBF World Cup of Tenting Bowling is on in Australia. The Australian bowler, Jason Belmonte, has been pretty much the best bowler in the world. Yes. For the better part of we had him on our program. Double hand. And, yeah. And, and, and nobody has brought this up. Mm. No, and that's a disgrace. Uh, that, that, we've got to cop it every now and again. We just have to sit here and cop it. Mm-hmm. And Joel has uh, landed one right between uh, our uh, mince pies. And we've just got to cop that. How's he going? Right on the bonds. Joel, and landed uh, flush right on our yeah, chin. Joel, give and us we, a... Hey, we've got to cop that. Can Joel give us another... How is Jason uh, bowling them? Belmonte. Yeah. I, I haven't heard the scores. As, I haven't heard oh. the scores of today. I know after day one, he was second overall in the male singles. Right. Right. Um, when his next when his next run of games on, I know he said he said via Facebook that he was taking a couple of days off to watch the rest of his team because it goes over the space of you know a week or so. But okay, well, um, well. he was sitting literally just 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 slightly behind a, a gentleman that he should wow. be nine out of ten. Well, we'll we try. Will, we'll, we'll try. Get Jason. We'll endeavour to get Jason. He's come on our program a couple of times. We've had a chat to he's him, and terrific. he's a great chat too. Great chat. Very double hander. Yes. So we'll try and get him on. Good point. We'll do our best to uh, touch on the. 10-pin bowling championships, world championships. <laughs> I believe so. In Queensland. Correct. Mm. There's a CBK 24-can carton of draft coming your way, Joel, for keeping us honest. Very nice work. Uh, let's get to a break. Tony and Q, we'll get to you on the other side of this. Pox rocks. One can, we three. Go to, uh, can we go to the break with another one of my rocks? How long will it take? Well, it depends. I don't know how long the grab's for. No, no. If you're going to play Ruby some audio... Too- no, no, we'll do no, no, we'll do that after. Well, no, this. I want to get to it. That's all. Oh, you've got an hour, mate. Just well, take, mate, take control. Sometimes I well, it's get a busy a, show, and if you don't get to it today, well, this you is get something to it very, very special well, we'll get from to our uh, friends who have won uh, a world championship. Well, we'll get to that after across this. the other side of the ditch. Thank you very much. It's and uh, Ruby Tui just was fantastic, and I just want to make sure that everyone hears the fact that way in which she, she delivered her. How was it, New Zealand? so proud to be a New Zealander right now. They said nobody cared about women's rugby, but guess what? We out here. We out here, fam. We going nowhere. New Zealand, catch a bit here, Quinn. How are you? They said we couldn't do it, Chris. They said we wouldn't. We did it, and honestly, it took all of us. Anybody out there defended an England more before? It ain't easy on the last minute, baby. But we all did it together. New Zealand was a part of that. And I'm so proud to be here right now. New Zealand. It is as good uh, as it brilliant. could possibly get. Oh, I tell you, they won 34-31 yep. against England. and In front of 50,000. She was a part of the Olympic team in Tokyo that won the yep. rugby. And in the Tokyo, it's the sevens. She is renowned for these post-game streets. You go here, the BBC. just type in Ruby Tui <laughs> and an interview she, interview she had on the BBC. Yeah, and that was with the Rugby Sevens when they won. 
and just so complimentary to her, the opposition, so excited and emotionally engaged beyond just what happens on the on the uh, the field, and just. If you're looking for spokespeople for sport yep. and someone that you just feel you want to wrap your arms around and feel attached to, this girl, oh, we want. I want to. Have you ever watched her. her play? Fearless, a beast. Yes, like it plays with power yes. and commitment, and is fully aware mm. of the responsibility that falls on her and her teammates and when she pulls when she pulls on yes. the jersey. And they love her. Mm. They absolutely, And we've got to get her on this show. We, mm. we are going to get Ruby Tui on this show. The only fear that I ever have when I hear a Ruby Tui mm-hmm. interview is I always feel like she is, the next word is going to be the F-bomb, or I always <laughs> feel like she is about to swear no. like a wolfie. And I'm here <laughs> for it, and I want it to be the case. Mm. But she is, uh, she is absolutely magnificent. And the way she had that crowd. Well, she started, I think, it was the um – there was, I don't know if it, was an, it wasn't the, the – it might have been the anthem. It's a bit of the Mary version of it. Yeah. And she had the whole crowd singing oh, it. was outstanding. Check it out if you haven't. She is fantastic. Tony's that in, was a That was one of my rocks. Oh, it's, it's probably the rocks of the day. Thank you. So well done to you. Wow. We, I'm sure we both had it, but mm. – Yeah, but um, you brought it up, so I it's did. yours, own it, and just run with the run with it. Okay, I appreciate that. Because you generally don't bring that much to the table when it comes to rocks and Well, pops. I've got another one, too. Tony's in queue. Good afternoon okay, to you, Tony. Go to Tony. <laughs> Hey, g'day, Andy and Andrew. I'm sorry to to barge you. No, no, you're Tony. Much you're, more you, Tony, than you're, me. you are so, so. Well, you are so welcome, Tony. <laughs> Thank you very much. I appreciate the warmth. Um, it's it's come across my desk as Hutchie loves to say um, <laughs> that there's been a big blow up again. The uh, the racing industry, the sport of kings, of course, and that's with um, Peter Moody and his. Oh, former jockey now, oh, jockey again, Blake McDougall. I'm sure you're aware of what's gone on. Oh, I've actually not. Oh, Peter oh. Moody's just gone completely ballistic on his jockey, like you've ne- completely eviscerated oh, his missed, jockey. I have we'll get this. it out there. We'll, 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 oh, um, Tony, John Moyer will get that for us, Tony, and we'll continue, play it a little can, bit later. Can, oh, I have not heard Oh, this you so. need to hear it. It, it is unbelievable, right, Tony, isn't it? Continue, please, Tony. I'll summarise it fairly quickly. Um, <laughs> Moody had a horse running at Cranbourne. On the weekend, Blake McDougal was piloting the, the nag and apparently came second last. And as you know, after a race, the trainer tends to do an audio to the owners to uh, sort of the please explain as to what's going on. Well, Peter Mooney has gone absolutely ballistic. I'm surprised if he's still alive, to be honest. Well, anyway, long story short, I'm is sure that he is. the. Uh, the owners um, were a little bit miffed by all this, and um, and Blake McDougall insisted on a on an apology from Peter, of which that was forthcoming from Peter Mooney, both privately and publicly. Mm. And um, it goes one step further. I think Peter Mooney has reinstated the trashed um, jockey, oh, and has actually now gone on to sack the owners. So the, the horse amalgamation is now being trained by a new trainer. I oh, think yeah. it's Ma. I'm not, I'm not 100% sure, but. Yeah. Uh, I reckon Blake McDougall and Peter Moody, they might have a quiet beer and a bit of a chuckle over it one day. Well, I oh. hope so, Tony. It, uh, we need to. Uh, it sounds like a, uh, a genuine evisceration. And no, Andy. There, there is 18 holes of golf coming your way, Tony, for you and a mate at clubmandalay.com.au if you so wish. Thanks for the call. Uh, oh, well, Andy, you need to hit. This is something that goes beyond well, just a little it, clip. Clearly, he and Blake McDougall have made up. But oh, we, I don't know how. 
Well, we're going to get it. We're right, going we'll to get it up. It's on stage. All right. It's 20 and, uh, to 5. We're going to get to a break. After the, coming out of the break, stay tuned. Oh, I've not the heard The moon this. dog just goes. Uh, well, he's apologised. Yeah, I know. Publicly and privately. Oh, well, okay. And they've moved on. Oh, well, that's true. But Still going to play it? Oh, absolutely. All right. No problems. We'll do well, that after this. Well, now we've brought Tony's brought it to the table, we have an obligation. People are listening in the car <laughs> saying, well, what did the moon dog do? All right. Well, it's on you. It's 20, right. it's 20 to well, 5. It's on us. It's 20 to team 5. Ball. After this. Team ball. Perhaps the final moment of a thrilling month of crickets. Ben Stokes, ever present, faces up. He swings across the line and hits oh. the winning run. Ben Stokes waves his bat in jubilation to 80,000 at the MCG. And England stands as the dominant force in white ball crickets. They win the T20 World Cup. Go and get the ball, Jared. still alive. And add it to the 50-over title. A triumph 30 years in the making on this ground for England. Dominant display, brilliantly called by Jerry Waitley and the team. SEN Cricket doing a wonderful job. It's only the start of what lies in store right across the Australian summer with the test, dual test series in front of us. Adam Collins, very much part of the leadership group when it comes to the SEN Cricket team, was there last night as the T20 World Cup wrapped up. And, Colo, job well done by you and the team. Fantastic coverage by all of you. So, so well done. Uh, there's a load of things to talk about, and we'll get through as many as we can. But does Ben Stokes um, have his reputation enhanced to the degree that he might be the most uh, valuable and important cricketer on planet Earth? Yeah, it, it's a fairly persuasive argument when you consider he was out there at the end in the uh, World Cup final in 2019, 84 not out from the Parler situation for England in a World Cup final. And they just simply had to win after all the investment that went into white ball cricket over there after the, the misadventure in 2015. They had to win that competition and so they did because Stokes just willed them to the line in the Super Over as well. And then, yeah, there was a lot of speculation in the lead-up to this tournament that Stokes wasn't the right fit for this England T20 side. I mean, the fact of the matter is he hadn't played a single game of T20 cricket for 18 months leading up to the tournament. He just wasn't part of this format. And we know how quickly T20 is evolving and moving. And, and not unreasonably, people question whether he could bat at the tempo necessary. Well, in the end, big tournament play, it's not always about yep. going at the right tempo. It's about having the temperament uh, to make it to the finish line. And because his bowlers did so well earlier in the evening, only chasing 138, he was able to play it his way. And it didn't matter that his strike rate was low by modern standards. He had the, the mental strength to get them to the finish line. And what about the fact that uh, we look at it, and, and yes, they, they were already had the runs on the board, so to speak, uh, in regards to the white ball cricket. But then they pick up Matthew Mott and Mike Hussey. And as Australians, yeah. we're looking around and we also see... Uh, Matthew Hayton with um, Pakistan, Pakistan and, 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 and a lot of our IP being distributed right throughout the world. <laughs> Is there? Are we doing enough to hold on to our own people and our own IP? It is a bit jarring when Mike Hussey's uh, wearing oh, an England kit. Yeah. I saw it on the TV a couple of times. Oh, gosh, that's a, it does stand out, doesn't it? Look, I, I think the truth is we're, we're at a stage now in, in the development of T20 cricket, the circuit, if you like, where um, coaches move around from country to country in the same way that footy coaches do. So there's no real fidelity to country in the way that we might have thought of it, say, 20 or 30 years ago, even 10 years ago. Um, so I suppose it's an uncomfortable uh, status quo that we're going to have to become used to because... Uh, there is a sense that coaches move out of their comfort zone to get 
more experience. Take someone like Brendan McCullum. I've, yeah. I live in the UK most of the year and have been um, covering the England Test team through the baseball era, if you want to call it that. Mm. Um, I don't think an England coach could have done that. I just don't think it would have been possible uh, to have given them the belief they needed to break the mould of conservative English Test cricket, if not for someone from the outside, being McCullum, telling them and, and reinforcing that they could. As for Matthew Mott, I mean, what a tremendous story. He was in charge of the Australian women's side mm. when they won the World Cup on April the 3rd this year. So two World Cups in two separate formats in two countries uh, in the same year. Um, that's, a, that's a staggering achievement for a guy uh, who has done so much and achieved so much success in the last five or six years with the, with the women's team now, with England's men. And remember, the England men had a pretty tough start to their year under him. They, they lost to South Africa. They lost to India. Uh, but they timed their run really well, made good selections, and they were able to, to recover from a couple of big injury blows too. Initially, Johnny Best, uh, who didn't make the trip after breaking his leg, and then uh, David Milan and, and Mark Wood, who, who pulled out before the semi-final. How is this uh, tournament going to be perceived? Uh, we, we've seen it through here, obviously, in Australian lens, but globally, uh, do we get a tick for what's taken place and, and has, has it enhanced the whole T20 World Cup concept? Oh, absolutely. I reckon there's a pretty persuasive argument that it's the best T20 World Cup ever held. Um, and, yeah. and that's, of course, down to the cricket and the competitive tension and the close games that we enjoyed and the upsets. Mm. Now, yep. the format of this World Cup changes before it's held in America and the, and the West Indies a couple of years from now. There'll be 20 teams in that comp, um, five groups of, uh, sorry, four groups of five, much better. Big tick for me for that because it'll mean the associate nations and players uh, who we've seen can match it with the best in the shorter form, will get the chance to actually play in the tournament proper, not just the qualifying tournament attack on the front, which mm. we saw at Cadinia Park and, and Bell Reeve, which was a great, um, a great comp in itself, but it did mean that, um, you know, that there are limited uh, sides getting into the Super 12s. And when they did, by the way, we saw Ireland knock off England. We saw the Dutch uh, <laughs> do away with South Africa on the final day of the group stage, which opened everything up to Pakistan. So one of the days of there being a massive gap between the best and the rest, especially in T20 cricket. But yeah, in a way, um, counterintuitively, the rain has probably helped this become a great tournament. And by that, I mean, um, the games that they missed ended up making that group stage a lot tighter, especially that game that got washed out between Australia and England. Weird as it is to say that um, having a blockbuster get rained off at the G could prove to be a good thing. But it meant that had, had that game played out that night, one side would have been eliminated inside the first week of the tournament. Instead, Australia and England were alive all the way through to the end of the Super 12s. Australia miss out. England gets through. They win the comp. Good luck to them. But, yeah, weirdly, sometimes drain can help when it comes to tightening things up. Adam, they are a great international competitor. Um, and, you know, we've seen them take stuff from us and we've borrowed things from them over the journey. As a takeaway from an Australian perspective of this tournament, do we reassess the separation of powers, if you like, the red and the white ball and specific coaching panels? Is that something that we need to embrace or, or consider more than perhaps we have in the past? Oh, I'd be really surprised if that doesn't become the status quo, uh, Andy. I, I just think that the way the games are moving, they are, they're becoming more divergent. I mean, you see players who can transfer their skills across the formats, and that's fine, but the, the pathway these players are on uh, if you're a young player coming through right now, and there's some well-documented examples around the world of players who are very much 2020 specialists, mm. uh, young Brevis from South Africa, 19 years of age, he'll probably never play for South Africa. Why would he? His nat- the national contract 
may not ever be persuasive enough. There's a kid called Will Smead who plays for Somerset mm. and plays in the Pakistan Super League. Will Smead, they, they may never be able to offer him enough of a national contract to dissuade him from playing as a full-time circuiteer. Tim David, the young, Jeez. well, not young anymore, but the, the Australian player. I mean, this is a very interesting time uh, when it comes to how players are going to specialise. And that will be the same for coaches as well um, in, in terms of what they want to do uh, and how they want to see themselves and set up and the skills they want to develop, which doesn't mean there's not going to be room for a young Ashley Chandra, Chandra Singer who made a century on debut in the Shield a couple of weeks ago for Victoria at a strike rate of 40. It feels like there's going to be space for those players to develop at their, at their speed in, in the game they're playing, uh, whilst the more extravagant cricketers can can, can do, it as a, do it in the short-form game, be it for their country or around the world. That's where I think the, 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 the fault line is really drawn, the tension is going to be about how the younger players coming through how they can be retained by their countries. That sounds mad at the moment, but believe me, this is this is what's coming down the pipeline. Oh, it's really interesting. Hey, to you and the team again, job well done. Well, there's a heap, there's a heap more cricket to come right across super the summer stuff. here on SEN, and you'll be right in the middle of it all. Um, thanks for joining us, mate. Uh, enjoy whatever break you've got coming your way before you get stuck in again. Appreciate your time. Thanks. I'm, no worries. I'm literally driving to Adelaide now for the first it's, one day on Thursday. A bit of a road trip out right. there. Well, enjoy the drive right. and uh, stay out of the rain. Uh, Adam Collins, part of SEN's cricket team, joining us. Sorry, I, I just can't comprehend this. Boys, his last few horses he's ridden for me, he's just ridden them disgraceful. I could have ridden them better myself. It was an absolute disgrace. He deserves to refund your your uh, training fees for that sort of performance. It was just unacceptable for a senior rider to ride in that manner. So I'm not sure what's going on with this boy, but he certainly won't be on the back of your horse again. Now, that's Oof. a pretty pretty solid emotive... Yeah, uh, no, he's had a go. Yeah, But, but you know, moody. heat of the moment. Of course. You know, obviously... They've apologised and... Correct. And it's an emotional game. You Plus, know, if, you, if you're the trainer and you've given instructions and they're not followed, you can understand why he'd be a little bit agitated. But that's right. That, uh, how did that get – was that on a radio station? No, how did so that what leak? happens is when you're an owner of a racehorse, yep. the trainer will send out messages pre-race and post-race So yeah, I know, but, to the owners. Well, yep. one of the owners has clearly got hold, sent it to someone well, bit... and then it's been passed on and out it gets, which is, you know, it's – not ideal, let's be honest. No. That, that is Peter Moody sending... So he's not thinking that's going to be published. No chance yeah. is he thinking that's going to get published. So that that's a breach of... Oh, I feel some, sorry some, for Peter well, Moody. Well, so do I. That's why I was a bit, yeah. you know... like I assumed that it was I'm, on I didn't a really public forum. Like I was... No, sir. Oh, no, that's... that's no, I, I, was, I, I, I was not aware that's of that, how, that's how that, That's how that works. Well, I heard it on Jared's show, and the fact that Jared oh, played... Oh, Jared played it. I felt... Oh, well... There must be another... Yeah, no, that's a message that gets sent directly to the owner. So wow, but they've made up, and Pete's apologised to yep. Blake, and you know it's, it's and the honest. owners have said uh, you're it's not honest. And every now and again, a jockey. is that right? Was that have the owner said Pete, you can have a spell? You're not trained, or did he go to the owner? No, I think he might have um, said, "I'm probably not the right person." No, to do didn't. This. I think it was put that that Peter Moody said, oh, "I'm not training your horse anymore." So I think that's how it was as the caller. Oh. Tony and Q passed on right now. To, yeah. Let, let's you okay. know let, let that kind of sit there. Um, the way um, you know, oh, there you go. Dear. Peter Moody sacked those owners as well. So I would think that Peter Moody has been that disappointed that that audio has been leaked. Fair enough. That he's going on. I want to be a part of you, blokes. No, if you're going to leak this side of stuff, I'm going to give out. you 100 percent honesty, honesty, and you're going to do that with yeah, it, that's or you terrible. can take you you can take your somewhere else. Yeah. So no good. So there you go. Um, 
The Essendon board. Uh, there's a bit of politicking going on in footy at the moment. Your clubs, your your club. This is getting a little mm, the Hawthorne situation. This is getting a little nasty. I reckon some. Well, just some of the some of the stuff coming out Doesn't about it always though. It's very rarely do you see when there's a competitive yeah, true. situation for a a powerful position within a football AFL. Football. It have to be. It doesn't. You know, no. Well, the motions can you know run. High, and you find yourself, you know, um, lobbying for important positions. It is a political game, and um, and sometimes you know things get said that that are right on the edge. I don't know whether that's going to be the case with the Essendon board. There's a couple of positions I think I'm right in saying up for grabs. And mm. Paul White is a voice of the fan, and it's always interesting when you get these kind of supporter-based independents, not part of any particular ticket um, associated with a board or a footy club putting their hand up and saying, I think I've got something to offer. I want to be the representative of, of you know, a percentage mm. of the fan base. Uh, Paul White is very much doing that uh, and putting himself up as a potential board member of the Essendon Footy Club. And he's been good enough to join us to tell us, you know, why. G'day, Paul. How are you, mate? Thanks. Uh, <clears throat> thanks, Andy. Thanks, Gazi. Thanks for your time and the opportunity. Uh, really appreciate it. No, thanks sure, Thanks for reaching. Look, look did, have I got it right? Are you pretty much a standalone, independent, you know, putting <laughs> yourself into the fray here because you think you've got something that the football club needs to hear? Yeah. I, uh, essentially, I, I mean, my, it goes from a few areas of why I'm looking to get on, Andy, um, as a, I mean, my in my professional life, I'm a risk and governance sort of professional and run my own risk governance business. And I think for the last 15 years, as a fan and as a member, we've been so frustrated with um, lurching from problem to problem. And you know, I, anyone who puts themselves up for board, I don't care where their experience lies. Um, it, it's a really hard gig, so yeah. let's not discount that. But I do get concerned for so long. Um, for 15 years, we have muck things up in so many ways and it comes down to basic governance and the voice of the members not being heard um, and so I started putting some questions out saying oh, maybe it's my time to contribute maybe it's my time to give back and and I heard regularly well you're not on the inside and you don't know people and and I don't I don't know you know the inside of the club and I'm, I'm not connected to groups but I think you know you've got to give it a go right and you you know after years and years of frustration maybe my skills and my experience as a member, which I think has been subpar, and I think uh, I also think the experience of the day-to-day um, organisation has been subpar. And, and look, we may be turning a corner. I see we've got some new directors today and Dean Rioli last week, and everyone's having a crack, but something's missing. Something is definitely missing in the club, and I just wanted to be a part of maybe a message or a solution, and let's see how that goes. Hey, Paul, good on you, and good on you for having a crack, regardless of what the outcome is. Do we, you have a, a democracy where you can put your hand up and, and, and have a go at it. Uh, when you think of uh, the fans and you wanting to be a representative of the fans, do you not see that in the existing makeup of the board? Has Do they not have that... Uh, level of expertise or that experience just from a fan's perspective, do you think? I'm not so sure it's about the fan perspective, Gazy. I think it's more the from a government's perspective, there's a disconnect between what the executive and the operations engage with the fans and maybe where the board sees it. And I'll give you just a small example. Like, yeah. I was so frustrated after the Thorburn issue and, and I mean, it was, it was a straw that Broke, broke my back. Hmm. Hmm. I rang up the next day to cancel my membership 
and you know, I've been a member for 30 odd years with a reserved seat and it was a transaction as if I was returning a pair of stocks. Um, they took my name and details and then they said, um, look, you've got two kids on the membership as well. Would you like to cancel them? I had no intention of canceling my kids. I thought, well, if you're going to ask, well, great. Um, and I think it just hit me over. I, I, I don't have any doubt that everyone cares in the club and the board care. I don't think that's the issue. But something's wrong in the mechanics where board um, is either not getting the representations from management that the members are being looked after or cared for because I haven't received a follow-up call. Uh, there's been nothing done. And I thought, look, I've just got to stand up and make, make a bit of a noise and, and be a normal guy. You see a normal bloke on the board who loves the club, who's sick of it, lurch from failure to failure and be part of a solution, not throw shots from the outside. Mm. And be whatever the board is, just be one of the many people who help management run the club in a way that engages the fans. And we don't do that very well. We do a lot of talk. Um, and that's the frustrating thing from the average culture, I think. And each club have different constitutions, the way in which they go through the, this process. Can you very briefly and quickly describe to us the process that Essen has in place? What has to happen for you to earn a spot on the board? Okay. Um, so very shortly, the members will get an email with uh, the nominations uh, who've been put up. Mm-hmm. There are two two spots to be elected. I'm competing against two of those spots, um, Andrew Welsh and Andrew Muir, are the current incumbents, and God bless them, Welsh is a legend. Um, but the members will be given the opportunity to vote, and we got a, um, I was asked to put a 200-word submission, and I, I guess you could say, about what I think is important, and, and the other candidates will do exactly the same. And that will go through a, a process that the club ordains um, on by the website and whatever media they've got. Uh, and then on the AGM on the 18th of December, there's a ratification of the votes. Um, so it's a great process. There's no issue about democracy. Um, so I'm really happy to be involved and, and be put my hand up. So mm. you get the opportunity here and now uh, to to have your voice heard and let Essendon supporters who are listening to this and Essendon members who are listening to this hear your voice and get a sense for who you are. But when when you aren't connected... Uh, and you are, you know, a, a sole trader, if you like, in this space. Um, how uh, challenging is it to, Paul, to kind of get your name out there, be known? So when it, when the voting slip goes out and, you know, you're up against yeah. some people who have got, you know, high-level exposure within the football club, mm. that your name's going to mm. kind of pop and, and, and people are going to know who you are. It can only pop by making appearances on a show like this and people like you being kind enough and gracious enough to, you know, give, you know, the average person like me a, a bit of a voice. Uh, and I'll do the same with other media outlets where possible and other podcasts and um, and that's the only way you can do it. Yeah. And, and to be fair, I mean, I've rung some of the Coterie groups and they were um, to see if I could have a chat to them and they were correct in saying we don't politicise the club, uh, the, the candidates, we support everybody. Everyone who wants to have a crack for Essendon is great. So that's cool. Uh, it's really great. Um, I, just, I suppose I'm just making a long way behind because I'm not known to uh, any of the current board. I'm not known to any of the management. And I don't have a brand name yep. um, because I just like to go to the footy and support the team. Uh, but bring some skills uh, in my business life that 
uh, will, from a government's perspective, it's the one thing we don't do well. And I think it's time to do it well. Yep. And, and what, are, what uh, using that platform, there's two questions here. Firstly, 200 words is not enough really. It's not a lot. To, to <laughs> no, it's put not. forward your platform no, of what you can bring to the table. Do you? <laughs> Are you? Do you have access to the membership base? Do they say, "Well, here, tell us what you, the message you want to get out," and they'll deliver it for you? I get that through the nomination process. Uh, as I said, I I put a submission in, and that my photo went in. Um, I had to you know, be sponsored by some members. Um, so I think, and rightly so, from that perspective, all members get the same uh, information or the same the same style of information from each candidate. So, no, it's not as if there's a forum where I'm excluded or not included. It's, it's a very simple process and a trustworthy process. That's okay. Um, I, suppose, I, I guess, and I don't know, but I guess there are a number of people who know a number of people and they will vote for each other and that's great. And, you know, if I'm a, if I'm a footy fan of Essendon, I'm going to vote for Andrew Welsh, aren't I? I mean, he's a legend. So, um, no problem there. I, I guess the only thing I come up with the difference is that we've got footy players on the board all over the place and we've got champions of industry all over the place um, at Essendon but for 15 years we have not got it right and I'm not the answer to it all I really aren't um, but maybe maybe there's just time in clubs footy clubs that we move away from who knows who and who knows each other mm. to saying maybe there's some people who've got something to say who love this club and are just normal members who are just sick of and in our case, being on the page front page for the wrong reason. You know, I consider a, a good board one that is quiet and you don't hear about. Now, look at Geelong, uh, Collingwood, Brisbane, Sydney, the four clubs in the top four this year. You wouldn't know what the board does, who's on it. You don't hear a thing. Um, it's seamless. And we've just struggled with that. And that's, that's not a knock on any one individual. But quite, something's been wrong for a long time. And... Um, for 15 years, really, since Sheedy left. Um, so that's all I'm offering, just a different voice. Well, a, a good footy. Yeah, mm. well, Paul, a good footy club, you know, and an open and a fair and reasonable footy club gives everybody the chance, I would think, and make it feel like everybody who wants to step up, um, you know, can be seen and heard and, um, and, and is given the chance to be part of the process. And, um, you know, the, I'm sure there's, I, I mean, I know there's good people on the Essendon board and, uh, hopefully they're hearing it and seeing it. I'm sure they are. And uh, the supporters get to, you know, hear your voice, you know, through uh, conversations like the one we ha- we've had today. Good luck. Um, I think Thank the av- I think the average members um, always like to see how other average normal, if you like, in inverted commas, members go in processes like this. So um, we wish you well. Hopefully at the end of it, whether you get elected or not, you feel like you've... <laughs> You've had a, a good sound out, and 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 you've been mm. and you've been seen. So, um, mate, thanks for thank joining you. us. Good luck. Couldn't be more appreciative, and and thank you. And for anyone who wants to vote for me, you know, if it comes up and I get in, you know, I'll just give it my absolute best. Good on you, mate. Good on you, Paul. Paul White, uh, Essendon board candidate nominee. Uh, there's a couple of spots on the board, and there are some well-known Essendon names part of all of that. To come. Authorised by ESEchers for the CEPU Plumbing Division, Victoria, Melbourne. Don't miss Berwick BMW's end-of-year sale event. It's on this Friday to Sunday. Robot Building Supplies helping you get the right products for the job at a better price. The Run Home with Andy and Gazy. I'll tell you what, what's a rock. Mm. The fact that Healy and Johnson are only minutes away from mm. uh, taking over from us mm. on Sports Day.
uh, which is absolute. That is rocks. It is. I know you've got a few bits and pieces, but don't go giving us the bums rush. No, no, just Mike has been oh, hanging on from Geelong for I quite some time. I understand Mike is there. I'm and just, I've got a, a little last oh, minute it's pox. All about you. Not last minute one, but a pox that I've put a lot of preparation into. <laughs> and I, again, haven't had the appropriate amount of time to get to it. Mike, good afternoon to you. G'day, boys. How you going? Yeah, Sounds good. Well, great, as per usual. Oh, mate, you're too Thank you. Nice. Just... Fill out a ratings book. Yeah. Fill out a ratings book. I've just got a rocks, boys, from the weekend, and um, I think it's gone a little bit overlooked in one way, but it's Samoa making the World Cup final against the Aussies and beating the English at the same time. It was fantastic. Well, I think they won Magnificent the favourites, call. they? Magnificent call. But it's not, it's not, a, it's not a huge it's a, surprise, I mean, though, is it? No, I think beating England were a clearly pronounced next second favourite. Yeah, behind it's a big us. surprise. Yeah, I reckon is it? it is. I reckon okay. it is. Yeah, I reckon it is. Mike, don't listen to Gazy. You've got it right. No, He's got it wrong. Mike, family I was only league. going what, I've, what I was reading. It's a family pass uh, mm. coming your way to Hockey mm. One Finals, November 19 and 20. Australia's finest elite professional hockey uh, going on all over the place. So well done to you. Now, Andy, just, I've got Alisa, a... Alisa Healy uh, is a rocks. Yeah, got, got her Andy, fifth hundred uh, in the WBBL on the weekend. Andy, a, a pox Superstar that I want to get to champion. is in the uh, Red Bull. Uh, issues. They've got issues that happened in the Brazilian Brazil Grand Prix, oh, and it started off when because we know uh, Sergio Perez is the teammate of Max Verstappen, and I want to put Max Verstappen as a pox. But let me talk you through why, and you tell me if this is not a pox, Andy. It started out with this because Max mm. Verstappen was in position sixth, Perez is in position seventh, so they send out a message to Max Verstappen. Max, let Checo through, please. Now, after he's heard that, Perez has heard what's going on. Yep. So Perez, he acknowledged it and said this. Okay, so Max will let you through. Yeah. Thank you for that, guys. Thank you. Thank well, you. Nice. perhaps the thanks were a little premature oh. because after that, they did their lap and there was no letting through and Max came back with this. What? Max, what happened? I told you already last time. You guys don't ask that again to me. Okay, are we clear about that? I gave my reasons, and I stand by it. Well, Perez, when hearing that type of response, Perez said this. I'm sorry about that, Checo. We're deep in everything afterwards. Yeah, it shows who he really is. He showed, well, who he, he, did. he showed who he Max, really is. That was a complete pox. If it wasn't for this guy, he has contributed significantly to your success. And and so all, let's give this, the, yep. all this was going to do, this was a chance for Perez to finish second. If the Stappen's already won the title. Already won, locked up. And we're and talking it, about the difference between yes, sixth and seventh. Yes, that's what I was oh. about to say if you had to let me finish. So if now because of this... Max has gone out for some reasons that we don't know that he communicated with in the summer. I don't, can't think of anything he could possibly said that would justify not letting his teammate, a man who's sacrificed, a man who's worked his tail off to try and get Verstappen into the number one's position in a world champion, which they've done, and then they've asked for this, this little chop out, let him through, finish sixth so he can have the chance to finish second, and old mate Maxi Verstappen pox, pox, Double pox. Gee, you're a lousy bloke. No, I'm not. Not you, Max Verstappen. Oh, Verstappen, yeah. That is uh, putrid. That's pox, isn't it? Of course it is. Now, maybe if there's some information that I'm not aware of, well, yeah. I'd love to hear no, it. No, it's all out there now. Because it was clear. No, it was rubbish. Com- 
Now, the only thing is, what did he tell Jeez, them in the summer? Wound up. Oh, that really annoys me, No, Andy. I agree with you, mate. It's terrible. A team game and someone has done gone out of their way yep. to help you he, win he. the championship. Couldn't agree with you more. Thank you. Uh, can I give a little shout-out to Andrew Martin? Who oh, I thought you were shouting at yourself, Ben. <laughs> Andrew Martin. Putted the dots off it yesterday uh, down at Moona to win yes. the Victorian PGA Championship. Played the 18th, the par 5, five times it. in overtime. Well, there's another pox we get to tomorrow. Five under the card. Uh, Booted it every single time. Can I say this yep. as an as a follow-on rocks to Andrew Martin uh, winning the Victorian PGA? Yep. Victorian golf courses. We've got it's this spoiled. is this is no a secret. No. Golf tournaments should be played in Victoria twenty times a year for television televisual purposes because mm. they just look better than anywhere else. Well, on Liv has gone going to South Australia. I, I said Victoria, but never mind. I know, but I'm Thank just saying you. they should be here.